This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook, and I have my friend co-hosting with me, the incredible Joe Tolzman. He's a serial entrepreneur, but I had to bring in some help because we have an ultrapreneur here. She's an amazing speaker, speaks internationally, from Brazil to Qatar, it doesn't matter. You can see her everywhere, inspiring people and educating them about our future economy. Uh, she's an expert in Web3, a CEO, a founder herself. Welcome, Silvana Machino. <laughs> Thank you, right. David. Thank you. It was, it was good. It was good. It's Silvina Machini, and Machini. I'm great to be here with you and Joe, uh, sharing this amazing space. And so when you come to, we're at Collision, which is one of the bigger web tech events in the world here in Toronto. What is, you know, people ask me, like, what's my objective of being here? Um, for you, What's the purpose of being here? Because you have so much going on. You're running businesses, you're speaking. You know, why would you take your time in front of these 30,000 people to be here? Because I have the opportunity to be with you guys, for uh, example. <laughs> I set her up for a flattering statement. Well, fair enough. They told me flattery will take me anywhere. Everywhere, so. exactly. You're so right. I, I think it's a great opportunity to connect, uh, to meet interesting people, to learn, of course. I will be a judge at the pitch competition and I am very much looking forward to see what entrepreneurs here have to offer. And also Canada for us at Unicorn is our second mar market globally. So wow. learning about the opportunities, developing more and of course having a, a great time in beautiful Toronto. Well, I'll be judging with you. In fact, the winners from all the Web Summit events uh, are on a Web Summit episode of Two Minute Drill, my TV show on Apple. So the winners are actually so you got to help me pick the best companies. Well, try to do the best. I'll follow your lead. <laughs> All right, very good. So talking about pitching, you know, one of the things as a serial entrepreneur and international speaker is you have to learn to articulate a pitch. What should people be thinking about when they're pitching? Are there some tips that you can give them? Yes, be clear, concise, assertive, and show what's in it for the other person that is listening the pitch. Awesome, what do you think, Joe? Absolutely not. Clear, concise, and make sure you communicate how you can deliver the value to the person on the other side. And now, both of you uh, have, you know, South Texas accents, uh, which means you probably weren't born in America. Um, and so there's different challenges that you face uh, when you come into America, language being one of them. Uh, number one, how did you deal, both of you, with the language barrier when you first got here? And then two, what were some of the other barriers that people like me, the typical American, have no idea that you face. David, you, you have no idea. It's so fun, it's so exciting when you don't know the difference between kitchen and chicken. Like, that, <laughs> it's hilarious. That, that could cause some problems. Yeah. I even got him bigger problems than that with mispronunciation of certain words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are there other challenges though that we may not see uh, in people's perspective when you're from another country that they equate it to some sort of judgment that isn't aligned with who you actually are or the potential that you have? Well, for me, one uh, big challenge was uh, precisely what I think is my biggest asset, which is being a woman. So it's uh, hard to see women entrepreneurs, especially in high growth potential companies. But for me, it was also an opportunity because I was so determined to take on, uh, take over this space that they didn't see me coming. So. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the barriers were low. Did they see you coming, Joe? Did they see you coming? Um, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it was it was a great journey. It was uh, it was exciting. Um, yeah, it was challenging at times, but it was good. Yeah, and, and the best part is when nobody expects you coming, and then when you show up, that feels good. Yeah. And also something that for me was a, a very interesting competitive advantage that is that coming from a country, I'm from Argentina, World Cup, Oh, I know Argentina. I've been to Argentina. I have 10 pounds still left over from when I visited Argentina. But it's great beef. The best beef. And I'm a beef eater. I know it's out of out of the norm, but I, I still like beef. Yeah, no, me, me too. Is that, you know, when you align uh, your objective to uh, something that is way bigger than yourself, like the impact, people want to join you in your mission. And this is just a perfect circle. It's like a, a perfect alignment of stars towards one goal. So I wanted to represent women entrepreneurs. I wanted to represent entrepreneurs from all over the world that have something to say, that have what it takes, and perhaps didn't have the opportunity to have a voice. So I created a show that allows them to pitch to global audiences. So I got also, I supported them and they supported me as well. Joe and I are starting a fund the first male-only fund for female. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. For female and women and women of color. So we're taking only men's money to give to women because I think it's the most underrepresented quality of skill uh, that we have in America. Women, they get funded less than 2% of the time uh, and women of color even less. And yet they economically succeed more than men uh, more than any other category, you're better off putting your money with a woman than anywhere else. So I'm trying to leverage the male ignorance and perspective. Now, SheWorks, what are some of the other things that you do with SheWorks to empower women? Well, with SheWorks, we facilitate uh, employment opportunities that are remote. And we started this in 2014. I was living back then in Verona, Italy right next to where Shakespeare got inspired to do Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and this is like a little isolated from the world. But what I'm doing now is I launched two companies. One is a show that is like a Shark Tank on steroid show. I do it with Steve Wozniak. Now I'm bringing Tim Draper. And we do um, a, a circle, what we call a circle of money, that we assess companies uh, that have potential to become billion dollar businesses and we allow people from the global audience to click to invest. So we facilitate hundreds of millions of dollars of transactions via global equity crowd financing. And as a sub a product of that, we develop a security, a self-regulated public reporting security as a vehicle to funnel investment in all of these companies called Unicorn. So Unicorn raised over 500 million dollars in pre-sales and will be listed in uh, security exchanges this year and we are backing it with not only equity stakes in companies but also real estate we're doing real estate swaps to create uh, the largest uh, tokenized uh, security in in the world and one that allows us for global impact so i want to talk to you guys regarding how we can get more women funded because diversity and, and inclusion is good business and I love what you're doing as well. Oh, you got Amazing. the right people there. I've already put my call out to Tim Graper, who's a good friend of mine, yes. who you probably Amazing. saw down in Brazil. In Brazil, exactly. yes. That's where I convinced him that he should Good, well, consider. if you need any other convincing, we will help you absolutely. Now, Joe, Web3 in the con contractor space, we were talking about real estate, it's obvious, you know, because of 
smart contracts, fractionalized ownership. I'm on the board of Redium here, uh, where you can put as little as $100 into a multi-million dollar project. Um, for you, what application do you see uh, with things like Web3, blockchain, in the contractor space? I think it's amazing, it's bringing people together. It's basically bringing the world together. The, the opportunities are endless, and uh, it's fun to see it grow. Perfect, now, what other projects? You have so little going on, but yet I know uh, you're a person who attracts people that can help you at the highest level. I always say our frequency is our neighborhood, and you have such a high frequency, you're playing in a really big neighborhood. What other options or opportunities are you working on uh, and what is the purpose of those? Well, for me the purpose is to democratize access to investment opportunities for the masses, creating a regulated, transparent vehicle that allow people with smaller amounts to invest uh, on the same table as the big people in the world like Steve Wozniak or <laughs> our team. And, and also to change the name of the game for entrepreneurs. As a women entrepreneur, a woman of color, even though Argentinians will fit in a very weird frequency, uh, I, it was challenging for me to raise money. That's why I went the crowdfinancing way and I did it at a scale. I took a company at a $1 billion valuation just by asking people to support me in my mission. So now I created Unicorn Hunter so I can create opportunities for many more entrepreneurs. So we are taking to Saudi Arabia, we are taking it to places where uh, originally it was quite challenging for, for women to, to be. And my goal is to create the first trillion dollar cryptocurrency that redefines the way investments are seen and made. Not only currency, but investments. So it's a big goal, but if I get the support from the greatest people in the world, we can do it together. So that's that's my dream. You can ne never overachieve your own self-image and it's important to dream big. Uh, but a lot of times, and we've had many women entrepreneurs, it's the women themselves that limit uh, their belief of getting funded. So it's more than just opportunity that there's no funds out there. It's the actual reverse that uh, women feel not worthy or they feel insecure about it. A lot of what you do is, as an inspirational speaker is to give confidence, not just to women, to everyone, but how important is the belief side of, you talked about, well, just casually, I know it's a big idea to be a trillion dollar. <laughs> David, I want to hug you because you are so profound and you are so right on what you just said. Main challenge is not to get the money, it's to believe that we deserve it. Because culturally, women were trained to follow and it was frowned upon to be assertive, to be successful, because it makes some people uncomfortable. And I have a massive revelation a couple of months ago when I was in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, because you know there is a lot of change in women inclusion and entrepreneurship developing in, in the kingdom. And I asked one of the uh, men that were part of one of the, the princes entourage, and I said like, first, I commend you on all the changes that have done to bring women into the uh, business ecosystem, into as an active player of the society, but I wonder, as a woman who always worked to work together with men, because like true feminism is not about parting ways, it's about how we can build together. Yes. What our fun's about. Exactly, <laughs> like, you know, men have been my biggest uh, ambassadors and sponsors, 
And I ask him, how do you guys feel in a country where women are like taking and stepping on their power and are getting all these opportunities that you guys are enabling? And he said, well, initially it was a little uh, uncomfortable for us because we suddenly felt that what we have to offer, which was um, financial security and uh, the protection, was no longer wanted or needed. Uh, so it was challenging for us to see where we fit. And it was very heartwarming for me to hear that because as a woman I never considered how uncomfortable it could be for a man in a period in which women are transitioning into a different role to see how they can uh, provide. And they can provide so much that is much more valuable than money. They can provide support, emotional, they can provide contention, they can provide ideas, they can create these power teams that we women are very, very hungry for. And sometimes we don't know how to ask, and sometimes men do not know how to, to offer. And for me, it was just game changing in the way that I see this, um, this dynamic and, and I'm super grateful for what you are doing because just bring this into a conversation that change how we can relate to each other without feeling embarrassed for like or having to dim the light because we feel that the other person will not appreciate that we want to contribute. I think it's super important in Saudi not only because of the perspective that uh, people outside of uh, the union have but it's the youngest population in the world. And so if we're gonna impact and make change, it should be in the ones who will have the longest impact with that change, which is in Saudi Arabia, the longest, youngest population. So I think what you're doing there is super important. In fact, the last time I was in Riyadh, it was Wozniak, Randolph, Hoffman, and myself, and we were blown away uh, by the changes already and how supportive people are uh, to provide the opportunity but more than the opportunity, the belief that they deserve and are worthy and capable of the opportunity, which is where you step in because you're so gracious and powerful about that. Uh, last thing, real quick, takeaways. Um, what would you like people, when you speak, what is the takeaway that you want them to leave that room and utilize outside of that room? David, precisely what you just said. I believe that you cannot be what you cannot see. So I want people when they join me in a presentation or they are in a place where I have the opportunity to share my story or share my vision and the people that support me along the way, that if a small women that come from a teeny tiny city in the province of Buenos Aires, Argentina can do it, anyone can do it. You just need to have the drive, you need to believe that you can do it because this is a key thing for becoming backable. A backable entrepreneur is someone that can tell their story, that they can tell their idea in a way that engage the people that need to support them to want to join. And if I could do it, anyone with the right motivation can do it. So that's my takeaway. I get the same takeaway from you and Joe. Even though Joe doesn't face uh, the challenges of being a woman, he definitely has faced his challenges from a small town in Croatia, not knowing the language, working the back grill at Dairy Queen to think he's one of the most wealthy people here in Canada uh, because he believed uh, what he saw for himself. You can never overachieve your own self-image. I'm here with two people that are living that truth. 
Uh, thank you so much, both of you, Selena, Joe, for joining me. This is David Meltzer on The Playbook.